You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. Where the fuck you get off talking to people about me behind my back going over my head? What people? What people would you think I wasn't going to find out? I don't even know what you're talking about, Nick. No? You said I'm bringing heat on you? I got to listen to people because of your fucking shit? You're ordering me out? You better get your own fucking army, pal. I didn't do anything. I mean, I didn't order you or anybody. I only told Andy Stone that you had a lot of heat on you and that was a problem. You want me to get out of my own fucking town? Yeah, I said, let let the bullshit blow over for a while so I can run the casino. Anything goes wrong with the casino, it's my ass. It's not yours, it's my ass. Uh, I don't know whether you know this or not, but you only have your fucking casino because I made that possible. I'm what counts out here. Not your fucking country clubs or your fucking TV show. And what the fuck are you doing on TV anyhow? You know, I get calls from back home every fucking day. They think you went batshit. Groove Don, everybody. Good afternoon. I am Tony C. Live in the studio, as always, with my man, George. Production yeah, yeah. engineering stuff to make sure that our groove is satiny smooth. As always, every Groove Don centers around an attitude of gratitude. So mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in here in America and around the world. Background right now, band I just discovered, Fusic. So that's a bit of a groove thing. These guys are local. They're from Fort Lauderdale. So, you know, a little local funk and groove, always a good thing. Obviously got a big show for you. Hope everybody had a great week. Hope you're having a great day. Tons of stuff, obviously lots of groove, but nothing more important than this. New York Mets, NL East champions. And almost as pleasing to me as that is the fact that I get to watch the Washington Nationals implode on television, and the fact that the Atlanta Braves are 30 games under 500. I swear to God, I sport wood just thinking about that. Lots of other stuff, of course, to get to today, including Bill Maher, once again, jumping on the Tony C. bandwagon, Carly Fiorina taking a page out of the Fox News playbook, and uh, it looks like Alec Baldwin won't have to worry about stealing water uh, for his uh, almond farm anymore. So uh, that's always a positive thing. All of that, of course. Damn them. Yeah, well, you know, those guys are going to steal water. But we found some more water for you, Alec. All of that, of course, is going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. I have got some absolutely choice cuts from Poets of Rhythm, Calibro 35, Dave Edmonds. I got some comedy from Sam Kennison and uh, some interesting reggae. I've also got a bunch of instrumentals today, you know. Not a lot of instrumental stuff gets played, but some grooves, just they scream to be heard. They scream. The groove is so powerful that it needs to be heard. And the fact that there are no lyrics, I don't care. Because the groove is what's so important. Just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Hollywood, Florida. Just past 8 o'clock in the morning on the Big Island. Aloha to Kau. Just past 7 o'clock at night on the Blessed Plot Lytham St. Anne's. And yeah... RCG handling my Eastern Bloc operations. Where apparently in Istanbul, in Turkey, you are no you are no longer going to be allowed to sell unpackaged cheese. So 
bootleg cheese, baby. All right? I've got loose cheese for you right here, man. I got yeah. loose, loose cheese. Who needs loose cheese? Street cheese, man. Street That's cheese. Like what I mean? Back alley cheese purchases in Istanbul where it just past 10 o'clock. <laughs> about ready to kick this, on, this thing I'm off? I'm locked and loaded. I got to tell you something. I have got a show today for you. Saddle up. Stick around. We're kicking it off with Skunk Anansi on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. You're gonna get the dark, you're gonna be shining on your face You're gonna just light a candle And then you're blind, you're the light for all the 
Yeah, the Pope. What a tough tour. Yeah, he got to stay in the nicest hotels, though. They took care of me. You got to mess around with those little cable boxes, I'm sure. You know, put those little cable boxes, movie boxes in your hotel room now so you can watch first-run movies in the privacy of your own room. And then about 10 o'clock, they change their programming so you can see some real action. <laughs> so you wonder, you know, you wonder if the Pope got bored, you know. So, oh, thank you very much. Thank you for coming. My good night. Get, 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 the Pope's tired. Yeah, God bless you. No, God bless you. Thank you very much. Good night. Get... Okay. Okay. okay, it's time to play. Let's see what we got here on channel two. I'm a nasty pope, I'm a nasty pope. Yeah, the pope, what a job. It all goes back to Jesus, doesn't it? It's so funny. This guy didn't even write his own book, folks. This guy never owned a fucking horse, you know? Never wrote, he didn't sign a room service check. That's what's so funny, man. He's got to be up in heaven freaking out on all the fucking interpretations of shit that they say he's at. He didn't even know he was the son of God. His parents, as soon as he was born, as soon as he was able to speak the language, his mom said, you're the son of God. When you were born, the angel came and the star stood in one place. The wise men brought gifts. And the whole world's been waiting for you to come and do great things. He's like, really? Me? Are you sure? Everybody but Joseph. Joseph's walking around going, yeah, you better be the son of God, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you had better be him, little mister. And you better be the only son of God. You understand what I'm saying, honey? I'm the magnificent with the sensational style And I could go on and on for like a mile a minute Cause I get in it like a car and drive And if the record is a smash, I could still survive I'm the man of steel on the wheel that you're steering Or rather playing on the record that you're hearing You might not understand what I'm saying at first So action up, put it in reverse I'm just conversing with your person, this is just a conversation. I'm special at with a special presentation. Hey, I like the play, so for me it's recreation. It's not just a job, it's an adventure. If worse comes to worse, I've got your thirst quencher, but you gotta buy it. Don't even try it, I don't rob for free, no matter how dry it gets. I collect my money in sets, once before the show and again when I jet. So I get mine and I'ma get more, cause I'm financially secure and I'm sure. So I don't need your tips or advice, cause I'm too nice to that your rat. I can't stand mice, I'm like a cat kind of frisky, battling is risky. Business, you might acquire business, just like whiskey. Isn't this enough? Oh, you think you're tough, cookie? I think you better call your bookie, cause you can bet your life that I'ma play you like hooky. On a Friday, this is my day. When I was through, I heard you say, why they piss me like that? I should have repent. Somebody should have said the special ed was a magnificent. Ah! I'm the Dynamite, super dope, out of sight, special ed with my trusty pal. Action love, thereof we shout. Continue to win you, yet this is not a game. But I'm okay with you say you claim to be better. I hate boomers, and I get tumors, and I jammies, get Grammys, and yet I'm not an actor. It's just a factor that we're famous. So don't blame us for nothing. Action love is cutting, I'm on the rhyme. 
skin your teeth and in the beef that I grind like a butcher. Put you on a table and let my DJ cut you, but you're such a little sucker. I might not even touch you. I bet you what you want is just attention. Your mother and your father should have used some prevention. Look at all the time and the money they spent. And now you want to die against I, the Magnificent.
the Dolly Rocker movement sold for sinners. Those guys from Australia. That's from the 2010 Our Days Mind the Time. Before that, Special Ed, I'm the Magnificent. That's off of 89's Youngest in Charge. He was 16 when he actually recorded that album. It's got some of my favorite songs on it, including, uh, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's got, that album is fantastic. Things haven't actually gone so well for Special Ed as of late. Uh, last year, he was thrown in jail for uh, not paying his child support. So, whoops-a-daisy. Before that, Sam Kinison from his uh, first release, one of the all-time funniest comedy albums put out there. Have you seen me lately? Uh, Sam Kinison, of course, used to be a preacher. Right. So, if there's a man who knows how to talk about Jesus, he's got an entire routine about uh, people saying, you know, how can you... Uh, how can you say bad things about Jesus? Aren't you concerned about going to hell? He goes, I've been married twice. Hell would be like club bed. <laughs> right. So, and kicking off the set. That's how you, that's how you start off the show. Skunk Anansi. That's the, uh, 1992 from their first album. Uh, the lead singer, uh, from that album actually described their music as clit rock. So anything described like that, I'm going to give at least a fair shot. I got to listen to it. If you're describing your Absolutely. music as clip rock, I'm going to listen to it at least for a little while. That was my little chow poppy. The, it's uh, one of my favorite kinds of rock, when I can find it. When you can find it, right. There you go. Oh. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pleasing, at least to one of us. <laughs> um, yeah, it's my uh, ode to the uh, man with the mightiest miter. There you go. The mighty miter man over there. Poppy took powder on the U.S. I thought it was great that he came around. I thought... His speech before Congress. Um, after about the first five minutes, I couldn't listen to it anymore because English is not a language he does well in as far as speeches are concerned. That's how these popes are. They speak uh, like 20 languages unwell. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he speaks Spanish and Italian and Latin very well. Yeah. Unfortunately, the people here in America, you know, their etymology skills are not exactly up to snuff these days. So the Latin part's kind of out of the question. But um, I liked what he had to say. Now, I like what this Pope has to say. I think that he is uh, hes preaching the actual gospel. Right. You know? Kindness to the poor, bringing people in. He described himself as, a, uh, as an immigrant himself. You know, he was an immigrant. Sure. I wrote down this week, I said, you know, people who are against immigrants, let's not forget something. Superman was an immigrant. Clark Kent, right. illegal immigrant. Yep. So let's keep that part in mind. Um, interesting stuff that happened this week. Caught it this morning. Brand new. Hot off the presses. Yep. Flowing water on Mars. So, Alec Baldwin, get ye to a foreign planet. Preferably and stay there. But, um, actually, that's not true. I like him as an actor. As a person, I, you know, for everything I can tell, the guy's like a, not just a bit of a jerk. He's like a whole lot of a, a little jerk. Medium douche, douchey. The, he's, he's got that ode to douche <laughs> going on about him. There, that's, that's absolutely for sure. Uh, watched Bill Maher, caught up on that uh, this weekend. He had a very good show with John Cleese on it. So if John Cleese is on your talk show, you have a good show. Yeah. There's no way it goes bad because John Cleese is on it. And it was nice to see him jumping on my bandwagon when he said, and I quote, fuck the oil workers. Yeah. That's a quote. I've been saying that for months. So, Bill, nice to see that you're uh, paying attention to Groove Don out there. Jumping on the Tony C. bandwagon. I thought that was fantastic. Also, the other thing that he mentioned on that show, nice to see him jumping on the the, the George bandwagon over yeah. there. Oh, you're going to get tired of people ripping off your material. Well, 
not so much that, but in this particular instance, you pegged it last week. This kid in Texas with yeah. the clock bomb thingy, he didn't do anything right. special. He basically took out the guts of a clock and stapled it onto a, onto a cardboard. And, and in all fairness, I mean, I, none of us got to examine this clock. You know, I was just reading what everyone had been writing about it. And, uh, and, and yeah, that was the bottom line because that was the thing that nobody was talking about. He invented a clock. He invented a clock. No. No, he didn't. He invented a way to take the guts out of a clock. And he didn't even invent that. He simply took the guts out of a clock and just slapped and, and, it onto right, something. Right, and mounted them. I plan on making many more inventions. This is, and they showed him doing his new thing where he took the guts out of a VCR and did the exact same thing. I, I mounted a clock once, but it was vagina shaped. So <laughs> now this kid's being, you know, the, the, the kid that, the person yeah. that's making out the best in this is who I said last week. Yeah, the kid. It's the kid. He's being mm-hmm. homeschooled. He's going to be doing interviews on the, he's on the lecture circuit at this point. He's 14. On the yeah. freaking lecture circuit. So. You know, that stuff. There's uh, some other stuff that uh, musically that came out. The Fuzz Tones, my friend's band uh, from New York, their very first album is being re-released, remastered. Um, it's 35 years old. And for me, there's a personal uh, attachment to this because the first video they released from that uh, album was a song called Ward 81. And uh, I'm in it. I play a nurse. <laughs> Of all the, it's a very strange video. It's all over the place on YouTube. It's been on for, it's been on, it's been on YouTube as long as YouTube's been around. So if you want to see what I look like when I was super duper young and skinny and smoking and dressed in nurse's uniform, and uh, you can look up Ward 81. We actually had to um, get a govern New York City government building, and they had a floor that was empty, and we had to like sneak onto the floor and shoot the entire thing in like three hours. So, be, so we wouldn't get caught by the uh, federales, or as they're known in New York City, the cops. Right. So that was kind of neat. On the subject of tonage, I've got a boatload for you. Uh, went in quest of a whole bunch of stuff this week and found a lot of stuff uh, that I had kind of buried away in various folders. And uh, one of the things, you know, I went on kind of a kick. I started wandering through music. I was wandering through Brian Ferry, which I'll have coming up, I think, next week. And uh, then wandered into some other stuff from the 70s and came across my my Dave Edmonds rock pile folder. And there were so many songs in that that I, did, that I wanted to play. But I uh, chose one of my favorite little nuggets from his uh, album called Tracks on Wax 4. And the, the thing about this is that it's a Dave Edmonds solo album. But it's actually basically the lineup from the original rock pile with Nick Lowe et al. And so uh, I decided, you know what? This is rock and roll, baby. So we're going to play it for you along with a bunch of other stuff. Great set here, including Calibro 35, that band from Italy that does the super groovy uh, remakes on uh, those movie tunes. I got another track. I can't help myself. I cannot help myself. I am enamored. I'm I'm ensorcelled with this uh, particular <laughs> band. Okay, you like that one? I stood. I have to admit, stolen from the from the television show West Wing. I don't know why that particular word has stuck in my head. From the 100 plus episodes that they have, that and, and uh, post hoc ergo proctor hoc have somehow stuck in my head from uh, from West Wing. But I am ensorcelled with this band. <laughs> I think there's some of the grooviest stuff out there. And the third song in this is something that um, that I'm really glad I uh, came across. I came across it a while ago and then kind of reassociated myself with it. It's Charles Bradley and Sugarman and Company. This is a guy I'm going to talk to you about the uh, after this set. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about this guy and what his life has been like and what he's up to now. 
But we got a killer for one for you right here. Kicking off with Dave Edmonds, Trouble Boys, on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
funky, funky, funky. That is Charles Bradley and Sugarman and Company. The song is called Take It As It Comes, and that is from a 2002 45. That was his very first release. This is a guy who has had um, what can best be described as a pretty hard life. Charles Bradley, uh, there was a movie that was made about him that came out in, excuse me, 2012. It's called Soul of America, and it uh, premiered at uh, one of the festivals, uh, South by Southwest or something like that. And he ended up getting discovered um, because he was out, he was doing James Brown impersonation. He was doing a James Brown impersonation at various clubs in New York. And the guys from the label Daptone Records um, kind of discovered him. And they decided to put him in the studio, and they recorded that 45, and they recorded a few other songs, and they finally come out with a couple of uh, albums, excuse me, CDs. Uh, the first one was called No Time for Dreaming. And the next one was called Victim of Love. And if you haven't seen the, move, the movie The Soul of America about this guy, it is, uh, it's definitely a must-watch. If, if you're a fan of music uh, and a fan of it's – it's, it's, it's an uplifting story. It's a really, really uplifting story about a guy who's got the kind of funk soul groove you can hear in that song. I mean, that song is chock full of groovaliciousness, Okay. And, you know, he, he didn't know his mother. He was kicked out of the house. He lived on the street. Wow. He had, like, these terrible, terrible jobs working. And he was talking about how he, like, had a job at $5 an hour and then, you know, went up to, like, five fifty an hour. And he was, you know, it was a big... Oh, he worked in radio. He worked in... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, obviously. As a DJ. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely want to check that out. Uh, Charles Bradley, the name of the movie is Soul of America. And the name of that song is Take It As It Comes Obviously, some killer stuff. Before that, my new, just, you know, I can't get over these guys. Band called Calibro 35 out of Italy. That is, uh, that is from their 2000 album by the same name, Calibro 35. That is called Summertime Killer. And they've just got a whole bunch of crazy ass songs like that. I would love to, to see what they could do in a studio with somebody like Mike D. You know, Mixmaster, or not Mikey, Mixmaster Mike from the Beastie Boys. See what those guys could come up with. I mean, that would be the kind of collaboration I would just love to hear. And kicking off the set, rock and roll the way it's meant to be. Dave Edmonds, Trouble Boys, that's 1978. That song was actually covered. I found a cover version of Trouble Boys done by Thin Lizzy, another favorite really? band of mine. Yeah, that's from 1981. It wasn't actually, the Thin Lizzy cover of that wasn't actually, I believe, on any album. They did it as kind of a standalone uh, 45 release because they liked the song so much. So they released it as a 45, you know? What the hell? Let's let's put some more rock and roll out there. And, you know, if you like rock and roll, and I do, okay, then that's a good thing because more is better. Yep. So uh, one of the things, uh, some of the things that uh, also caught my eye this week, I forgot to mention that, um, you know, watching the Pope doing all of his uh, speeches and stuff. Marco Rubio could really learn a few lessons from this guy about the proper way to take a sip of water in the middle of a speech. You stop, you turn, you take your sip of water, then you look, then you get back to the microphone and look back into the camera. You don't try and scramble for it, reaching over here while making, while ensuring that eye contact with the, you know, 
with with the millions. Yeah, well, he was actually giving the response to the speech when he did that. So his eye contact to the thousands of people that were right. probably watching him. Very creepy stuff. Okay, politics. What went on this week? Well, for starters, John Boehner. Okay. Um, I've heard mixed reports on this. It looks like it's going to be McCarthy from California that's going to take over the speaker's uh, spot. That's that's the general consensus right now. John Boehner, in his uh, little kind of going-away speech, uh, going-away press conference, I guess it was, right after he announced right. it, said over and over and over again, the protecting the institution was the most important thing to him, the institution of the Speaker of the House. I had a few quotes from him here. I wrote them down. Uh, what did he say? Uh, where is it? Where is it? It's the most important thing. The number one responsibility is to protect the institution. And my thought was, wow, that's strange because you're a congressman right. and uh, you're in the House of Representatives. Representatives. You represent, since we live not in a democracy, but, you know. Yeah. It's supposed to be. It's supposed well, it's, rep- a, it's supposed to be representative government, right? And to, it's a you know, into the republic for which it stands, you sure. know. So, um, well, didn't he swear an oath to the institution? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, constitution. Constitution. They swore an oath to uphold the constitution. constitution. My first thought was, you know, what, before yeah. the institution itself, don't you have an obligation yeah. to you know do your constituents' bidding? Well, you know? th- that was actually an honest statement by him because that's how they think. That's how they. That feel. is actually yeah, how they think. Congress doesn't care what you what right. you think anymore. Ah, suckers. Yeah, so you know it's that you know I, I wrote down someplace I was like, don't you have an obligation to the people that voted for you, or for that matter, the people in your district that didn't vote for you? You right. have an obligation to them to you. I don't know. We'll see you, what happens. You, I've read a lot of stuff where people have said, you know, better the devil that you know, and it's only going to get worse. How much worse going to be? The Pope broke him. You know, we saw him. Well, he just he broke down crying. While the Pope was speaking, okay, John Boehner breaking Catholic, down, crying is a like, Catholic. Yeah, it's right. like water flowing down the right. Colorado River. It's going to happen sooner or later. But uh, you know, he's a Catholic. Of course he is. And he said that. And a boozer. Uh, so the, and the, a smoker. The I love Pope it. personally delivered his conscience to him, <laughs> and and it was too heavy to bear. I he like had, that. There's a uh, great uh, cartoon that came out, and it had an elephant with uh, GOP on it strapped to the bed. And it had the Pope walking in, and it said, The Exorcist. And my first thought was, the Pope's going to walk in, take a look at the GOP, and go, Okay, you, what did you just say? My mother does what? Where? <laughs> so She does. It's oh, true. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the other thing, Carly Fiorina, you know, she was on Meet the Press my yesterday, girl. and literally mm. took the page out of the um, Fox News playbook. Their MO has always been, it doesn't matter... Whether or not we lie, if we say it over and over again enough, with enough conviction, yeah, okay, the people that watch us will believe that it is the truth. Carly Fiorina is a liar. Right. Let's just let's let's just call her what she is. She's a liar. She's a liar. She said most people in America do not support uh, uh, Planned Parenthood. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 right. Wrong. That's a lie. Wrong. Or a woman's right wrong. to choose. Wrong. Just wrong. She said she was going to stand on her record at um, at Hewlett Packard. Okay, shot down completely. I read uh, a, an analysis of her time at Hewlett Packard on in Business Week from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they just tore her limb from limb. 
she did not only did she get rid of 28,000 jobs, but mm-hmm. the jobs she managed to save, she didn't save here in America. She had net zero mm-hmm. job growth in America. She transferred the jobs overseas. She said she transferred them to Texas. Okay? Well, for me, that is overseas. That's, exactly. That's, That's south of the border. That is overseas. You know, Austin is like, Austin is like Vatican City in the middle of Rome. That's what it, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know? They, they're like, they're, they're surrounded by heathens. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely surrounded by heathens. So, all these, you know, and the thing is, is that Carly Fiorina is, a, is good on television. She sounds convincing. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Just because you freaking say it with conviction doesn't mean I'm buying it any more than I was before when I knew it was a lie then, which is pretty much what I know now. And the emotion. Oh, the emotion. How could you watch that? It's still, this is not in keeping with America. Of course it's in keeping with America. It's called free choice, you stupid. And now her people whipped up some sort of a dummy video that supposedly unlies. Oh, yeah. Makes it's her a, not a liar anymore. Oh, or? yeah. It's like, I was a liar until my people figured out a way to make make me not be a liar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. what they, they use a puppet? How well, that's the whole thing. Now we can call her a flip-flopper. She was yeah. a liar then. Now she's not a liar. Flip-flopper. <laughs> and... The other thing, and I wrote this down, was from Chris Christie, and his quote was this. Chris Christie said that he thinks, quote, that Hillary Clinton will be the person on stage next October, and we're going to want somebody standing across from her that's a federal prosecutor, okay, who can prosecute the case, the case against her and put her past and her vision for the future on trial. And I really thought that... Um, that sounded a bit Looney Tunes because uh, if I were a Republican and I were really an American who wanted the best for this country, for our country to improve in whatever mm-hmm. ways we can, and those are multifarious, obviously, I'd want somebody standing on that stage that is not concerned with shooting down the other guy, but with propping up themselves, telling us what their vision is, what their plans are, what their details are. And what this reminded me of was the adage the the example of the two guys who walk in for a job at a sales office and the first guy goes who turns to the 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 manager the guy who's hiring them they're standing there and they're looking out at all the salespeople and the first guy goes who's the best salesman here who's the number one guy and he asks that question because he wants to go over and find out how that guy does what he's doing and that he wants to do that even better than him the second guy walks onto the sales floor and says, who's the number one guy? And then finds that guy and does everything he can to drag himself, to drag that guy down so that he seems better than the other guy. So that to me is pretty much what we're looking at in the Chris Christie thing. We all queued up for the next thing there, buddy? Just we check it. We ran out of music, so I'm putting it back. Ran out of music. No, 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 no. No, this is the groove of done. I don't run out of music, as is very readily evidenced by the next set we got coming up. All kinds of rock, groove, and yeah, I'm going to get my wah-wah on. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
George Harrison doing wah-wah for you. That is from the concert for Bangladesh. Um, you know, I, I started thinking about that. I've always loved that song. Um, and it kind of popped into my mind. I was watching the concert for, you know, to end world, you know, world hunger, world impoverishment, world poverty or whatever in, uh, in Central Park this week. The music sucked. The music just sucked. You know, if the yeah. music's no good, <laughs> right. if the music's Not no good, I don't care. If the music's no good, I don't care how righteous your cause is. You know? I mean, I do, but I don't. You're not going to get me to tune in for seven hours of people chit-chatting in between shitty bands. So, and I'll tell you, there's there's a really interesting story behind that song. That um, That's the live version from Concert for Bangladesh, which the, that album by itself has a history behind it that is quite remarkable with all the stuff that went on. And the, uh, you know, George Harrison was, was adamant about, you know, nobody making any money off of that. But the record companies didn't see it that way. I, I'm not sure if it was Columbia uh, Records. They made 25 cents a copy off of every album that got sold. They finally remastered that, which is pretty interesting. The original version of that is on George Harrison's uh, first album, the triple album, All Things Must Pass. And the people that are on the studio version are... Like Eric Clapton, Ringo Starr, Billy Preston, Bobby Keys, the entire band Badfinger is is on the uh, the original really? thing, and one of the members is credited in the credits, tambourine. He that's it, that's his instrument, that, tambourine. So I'm never gonna, I'm never going to make fun again of people playing tambourine. You know during uh, you know when they do karaoke at various bars, there's always somebody who wants to play the tambourine. Fine with me. Before that, the bamboos. Up on the Hill, that's the DJ Yoda remix. Those guys um, those guys are from Australia. They've been around for a while. That's from their album 4, ironically, their fourth album. And it's got some really cool stuff on there. Um, if you haven't heard of the Bamboos, they really... Some of their stuff, for me, gets a little bit monotonous. But they have some really, really, really great choice nuggets of sensational grooves. These guys uh, are, you know, they're they're groove creators. There's a whole kind of thing going on now where people are creating music that almost is designed to be covered, sampled, chopped into bits and put into other songs, stuff like that. And these guys are really uh, kind of at the top of that echelon, at least for me. Kicking off the set, The Morlocks, Dirty Red, from uh, one of my favorite album titles, Easy Listening for the Underachiever. And uh, that's from 2000. Uh, those guys are from L.A. They've been around since 1984. They uh, were one of those bands that came out in that wave of uh, 80s garage rock bands. God dang, that's how I got thinking uh, about them because I was uh, got, got noticed that the Fuzz Tones 35th anniversary of their first album was coming out. So I went a little bit garage rock. I uh, want a bit of a garage rock kick this week. So that's the Morlocks Dirty Red. So, uh, straight up rock and roll the way we like it here at the Groovathon. Hey, middle of the show, time for me to take care of the people that take care of me. You know who I'm talking about. That's right. It's Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. Bumper to bumper. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. His second lift, Dave, got that thing operational now. So we can now, he can now stuff more cars in there because he can Raise a couple of them up and put more of them on the ground. Absolutely the place you want to go. Groovathon approved. Mention the Groovathon when you go in there. 
and there's a discount for you, you can go to the SoFloRadio.com website. Click on Tony C's Groovathon, and at the top of the playlist, which has every song I've ever played, you will see a link for Precision Auto Works. Click on that. It gives you the directions. It's right off of uh, 95. Uh, you take 95 east to Copens, then hang a left where all the car places are back there. It's worth it to go over there just to drive around the place and see all the other cool cars that are sitting around in front of all these other people's places. But Dave, Dave's got the Chevelles in there, Ben. And if you've got Chevelles, I'm going to stop and stop looking. Listen, baby. Which reminds me, I've got a great song called Stop and Listen coming up a little bit later. But for the moment, you know what that means. It's time for the drive groove. I got shredders from four different genres because, you know what? Shredding knows no bounds. Shredding knows no bounds. Quality musicianship exists in so many different genres of music. And, you know, I had kind of gotten used to, you know, Steve Morse and... You know, all of the shredding Steves out there. And as it turns out, I got another one. Yeah, baby. Kicking off the drive groove of the day with Steve Vai Erotic Nightmares on the Groovadon on SoFloRadio.com.
good as it gets. <laughs> Those aren't Ventures. Oh, yeah, we love the Ventures right there. That is uh, the Ventures. It's kind of a bit of a rare song for them. It's called Driving Guitars. It's from Twist with the Ventures from 1962. I was actually lucky enough to see those guys uh, with a friend of mine, Alana, at the Savoy in New York back in like 80, 81, something like that. So uh, I thought that was a real treat for me. The Ventures, obviously, they have so much music out there. I have a, a folder with, I would say, a 100 different Ventures songs in there, none of which are longer than three minutes long. Every single one of them is like two and change. They do some fantastic versions of songs everyone knows about. Before that, a man people seem to forget is one of the smoothest guitar players uh, ever started out with on the Blue Note label. That's George Benson uh, doing a song called Water Brother from Tell It Like It Is, which was on, I believe, Blue Note. That's back in 1969. Before that, Bella Fleck doing Crucial County Breakdown uh, from an album he put out in 1987 called Drive. Some fabulous stuff on there. Bella Fleck, uh, obviously, in his own right, a, a phenomenal musician, but also manages... To really get that kind of bluegrass sound and add, I don't know, a something something extra to it. He, you know, I'm I'm a purist in many sense, you know, in, in many ways. I love Doc Watson and Flat and Scruggs and the the really the the essence of bluegrass. And I think Bella Fleck has uh, really put out a, a vast amount of material that is faithful to the bluegrass tradition, while at the same time kind of updating it just a tad, just enough so it doesn't piss me off, but that it's got a bit more, it's got a bit something into it. That's a great example of that. Kicking it off, 
a man that Frank Zappa once said was responsible for all of the impossible guitar parts on Shut Up and Play Your Guitar, son of Shut Up and Play Your Guitar, Steve Vai. And that is from his solo album, Passion and Warfare, from 1990. The song is called Erotic Nightmares, which I have a feeling I gave to you the other night when I (laughs) sent you that text. So that's that's a side joke. But uh, Steve Vai, you know, and I went looking, you know, I've been going through a bunch of stuff as always. And I was going to play next week. Uh, Frank Zappa's uh, My Guitar Wants to Kill Your Mama, which I have six different versions of, okay? And I didn't like any of them. None of them sounded good. None of them were the one I wanted. You know, I'm not sure if the one I want is out there. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna have to start calling up some old friends of mine, some real Zappa heads, and find out if I can get a better copy of that for next week. Although I already found a song by Greg Howe from, uh, from an album, a Shredder, Shredder Delight. A shredder delight for next week. So that was Steve Vai, the drive groove of the day. All instrumentals right there. We were just talking ourselves about how nobody plays instrumentals anymore. You really don't hear right. that unless you're listening to like a an all jazz station, you know, where they're going to play the kind of instrumentals where, I don't know, the instruments get a little mixed up, I think you would say. <laughs> I spotted uh, something, you know, big uh, a big sayonara uh, because... Uh, you know, you know it ain't over till it's over. Well, apparently it is over because uh, Yogi hath gone that way. And, you know, I'm a big baseball fan. Yeah, we take our hats off to Yogi Berra, one of the five greatest catchers in baseball oh, is history. That, is that why he was famous? Oh, I yeah. thought he was famous for, you know, being wise and uh, and uh, And saying all the thing, when you come to a yeah. fork in the road, take it. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I marked off something from my man here as uh, Yogi Berra defines jazz. So <laughs> I'm going to be sending that one along to a few people. But, um, you know, Yogi, the statistics, if you've never heard, read the statistics on Yogi Berra, it's incredible. And one of the things that Casey Stengel, who put together uh, his all-time list of the players he wanted, he didn't include Mickey Mantle on his um on his list of the players at each position that he would want. He picked the top player he'd want. And it was because he was kind of disappointed in Mickey Mantle, who actually died with a 200... His batting average at the time he retired was 299. And he said for the rest of his life, he goes, that always pissed me off because I was a 300 hitter. (laughs) And he was. He was. The thing is, is, you know, his father, everybody in his family, Mickey Mantle's family, had died very early of, uh, I think, Hodgkin's disease or something like that. His dad died in his 40s. His brothers did. So, you know, the, the quote from Mickey Mantle was, you know, if I'd have known I was going to live this long, I'd have treated myself better. And uh, But he didn't. And so uh, Yogi Berra is a man who's played. I believe Yogi Berra has played in more World Series games and has hit more has more World Series hits than any other player in Major League Baseball right. history. Yeah, he's at the top of that list. He played on those great Yankee teams, and you know, you look at the guy, and you just think there's no way this guy's a freaking athlete. You just see a picture of him just standing there. He's like this short, kind of pudgy, balding. You know, then you watch him. On those tapes of the Yankees, the, the film, excuse me, they didn't have, you know, the film of Yankees in the 50s. And he's graceful. The, the gracefulness of this guy and his ability to hit and hit and hit and hit and hit at the most clutch moments is unmatched. 
I think, in baseball history. I think he's probably at the top of that list. He certainly is. I don't know who is the most World Series home runs. It may be him. I know he has the really? most World Series hits and games played. So, Yankee, so Yogi, we loved you, baby. You were the man. What else do I have? Holy mackerel, tons more groove. Put together a set here um, with a bunch of songs that I've kind of had floating around for a while that I've wanted to play. I went through uh, folders of uh, some of the Beastie Boys stuff, and one of the things I found um, and didn't find, I mean, I just listened to it again, is their album from 2005 called To the Five Burrows. And before that, they had put out a bunch of albums, um, Hot Sauce Mix and stuff like that. And they had really, after um, Paul's Boutique, you know, the, the Beastie Boys started out as a punk band. Uh, their original drummer, actually, was the uh, drummer from Luscious Jackson. It was a girl from Luscious Jackson. And so they were kind of a punk band, and, you know, they do, they, they started to get better at playing their instruments and stuff. And they're, these guys were into the same kind of music I am, that, that early funk groove, that soul stuff, the a lot of the instrumental stuff, like Jan Jan, which mm-hmm. I play in the background, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, there it is. You can turn it up a little bit. You know, it's that that's Grant Green in the background doing Jan Jan. I have uh, five different versions of that song, by the way, I might add. Five different versions of the song Jan Jan. Song no almost nobody's heard of. But um that really to me is their I think is their best album. And I may be the only one to say it, but that is the Beastie Boys on uh, To the Five Burrows, in my opinion, at their finest. They really just the beat, the rhymes, the way they do it is fantastic. So that's part of this set, but I'm going to kick it off with a band and a song. I've I've had this song and known this song for 30 years at least. It is a song called Stop and Listen by The Shag. And it came out in, I believe, 67? 66, 67. Uh, the band is from Milwaukee. And at the time, I, uh, I'm pretty sure there were like three other bands named The Shag or The Shags that were around. But this is the only song by a band with that name that ever mattered. So I got a nice five-song set for you here, including a full-length non-radio edit of one of the greatest rock grooves ever written. It's the Shag doing Stop and Listen to kick it off on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Get back. 
my hand, grabs a fan. Speeding up the sound, let me get the right plan. Coming down the wire through the knee, my free. Nice off the sound for the A to D. Hold on with the rhymes, they can't win all. Think of a bob and a TV dinner. I'm the one, the one that dance contest. Cold to the watch, dance the best. No, all you gotta do is do your thing, you see. Cause I don't give a fuck who you're supposed to be. My name is a rock and I aim to please. And I gotta spread love in society. We got to keep the party going on. All I got, I shake the Lady, dressed in love, she's 
sand Green-eyed lady, ocean lady Child of nature
I do the homework so you don't have to. That's the Beatles. I'm looking through you. That originally uh, from Rubber Soul. But that is a different version of it from the Beatles Anthology. And I think that is the Beatles Anthology Volume 2. It's either Volume 1 or Volume 2. There's a ton of it out there, though. I've got uh, a whole bunch of those little ditties laying around. And, you know, that's I love that song. I love the entire album, that, that stretch of albums, Rubber Soul and Revolver. I read somewhere that uh, there's, there's this uh, site online, and they re-review albums from years ago, classic, you know, various albums. They take another look at it, and they described Revolver as an album, as a perfect album. There's no bad song on it. Not one. Couldn't agree with them more. Yeah, no argument. So I do the homework there. That's, uh, I'm looking through you from the anthology. Before that, Sugarloaf, Green-Eyed Lady. Yeah, we don't do radio edits. Good. Okay. I want this song played for Groove of Tears the way the band originally wanted to be heard. So that's off the first Sugarloaf album from 1970. Green-Eyed Lady, an iconic yeah, groove. If ever there was no, one, that's that's up there in one of those grooves. The minute you hear it, the minute you hear it, if you're even sort of into rock and roll, you know that song. There's no way to not know that song. For that, the Beastie Boys. That's it. That's all from Two the Five Burrows. Before that, let me apologize. Okay, a fantastic song by Poets of Rhythm called North Carolina. I unfortunately did not do the homework. The technical homework. I do the artistic homework. I didn't do the technical homework. That, of course, is a 32 kilobyte per second copy of a song that really does beg to be heard at 256. And I will make up for that in the future weeks. That song actually going out to Wendy Page in North Carolina. I sent her a copy of that song. She's like, I never heard this. It's great. And yeah, it is. One of the things that uh, got me to playing that was, um, and that, that was from their very first album, uh, from 1993, uh, Practice What You Preach. Poets of Rhythm are from Germany. They were discovered uh, in the early 90s by Lyrics Born and a few of the other guys from New York. And they were really trying to do what a lot of bands now that I've played um, are trying to do out of Europe. They're getting that. They're, they're heavily, heavily, heavily inspired by uh, James Brown, The Meters, that kind of stuff. And they put out a ton of stuff, and so much of it uh, was great that they now have a greatest, uh, you know, a greatest hits album that just got released. The Poets of Rhythm haven't been around as a uh, recording unit for for a number of years now, but their anthology, I guess, is out. An absolute must own. Uh, fantastic music from start to finish. So my apologies to the Groove of Tears out there. That song really does beg. To be heard, it do it, you know, at its at its finest, you know, in its finest quality. So, North Carolina poets of rhythm, uh, it's out there. You go into YouTube and crank it up uh, when you get home, you know, or if you're at home when the show is over, crank it up then because it's really awesome. And kicking off the set, a favorite of mine, the Shag. Stop and listen from 1967. I've got a uh, a folder of stuff there. I'm going to be playing uh, the Driving Stupid. I think I played them, I think, the first week, but they've got a song called Horror Asparagus Story that I don't think I can play enough. Okay, there's no way I'm going to feel bad about playing this particular song a second time, even though I'm only on my 24th or 5th show now. So that song's going to play get played later, and that came in that huge file. Well, coming to the end of the show, something I wanted to, a uh, couple of things I wanted to say. Um... 
One of the things that I wrote down, I, I literally chicken scratched this down. On, I believe it was Friday night or Saturday night. I think it was Friday night. Uh, maybe it was Saturday night. The Pope did a, uh, held mass at Madison Square Garden. Okay. And um, I'm not sure how bad I should feel because I flicked back and forth between that and the movie 8mm with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> okay. I was flicking back and forth between. Nice. nice. You like that nice one? juxtaposition. Talk, talk, there, about yeah. A, yeah, talk about a dichotomy, huh? So I just, uh, you know, I just thought I'd point that out. It's fun. It's, you know, it's one of those things like I, uh, I managed to scarf down an entire pizza while watching The Hunger Games. I ate the whole pizza during the film The Hunger Games. And, was, and I had a half hour to spare. In the name of irony, of course. In the name of irony, but in the name of hunger. Right. So... But the other thing I wanted to uh, say today is happy birthday, Ma. It was my mother's birthday Aww. on the 20th. What a nice boy. Uh, on the 26th. My mother is years old now. So, and uh, I'm going to be going up and seeing her uh, on the 15th of October. So there's going to be a Groovathon gap. And I'm giving very serious thought to putting together a two-hour um, mix you know, you've okay. got that new software for me to screw yeah. around with. Sure. So I'm going to find some time in the next week or two to screw around. I'm going to put together two hours of nothing but music. Nothing but music. No talk. Wow. No nice. nothing. Two hours of music. And more than likely, you're going to be able to shake your groove thing to it. Absolutely. It's going to be Friday night set into Saturday morning worthy. So uh, nice. I'm really, I've got, I've got a folder set aside with... Songs for something like that. So I'm going to try and put that together so that the Groovathon does not miss a beat. Grooveteers, yeah, I know you need that. You're fixed. you got to slam that right in there. Which reminds me, I found a great song this week called Manteca, which is the Spanish slang word for a heroin. And it's a, an interesting little... I did not know that. An interesting little track. I'm chock full of useless information about the it old means, drug days. It means grease, you know. Grease. Well, <laughs> manteca. <laughs> so that's what, that's, what, that's what people used to call it back in the day. Well, we're coming to the close, man. Fantastic show. Other than that 32 yeah. kilobyte thing. Oh, we'll fix that. We will. We're going to fix... Yeah, we're going to fix that. I'm going home after this. I'm going to find a 256 kilobyte. We're going to slap that in there because if you're downloading the show later, okay, I want you to get every ounce of quality funk grooveliciousness, okay, that the Groove Dine can give to you. I've got a closing set. Normally, I say goodbye and then I play a song. Not this time. Why? Because I wanted more groove, baby. I wanted more groove. If you don't want more groove, all right, over here... Alright? Tell your story walking, pal. Or driving. <laughs> or crawling. Or freaking groveling. Cause more groove is good. I was, I was looking through, uh, you know, all the stuff that I've got in a, I've, uh, so much stuff in my computer now that I have to start transferring it to my, uh, standalone hard drive. I was thinking, man, I have too much music. And I stopped myself right there. You can't have too much music. Even if it's not good, there's no right. way to have too much music. Because stuff you might not like now may appeal to you down the line. Right. I found a whole bunch of stuff. I was like, you know what? This is good. I'm going to check it out later. I'm not sure how into it I am. I was listening to uh, Felonious Monster uh, this week. I listened to their first album from like 80-something. 
and they just put out some new stuff. And Thelonious Monster, the interesting thing about this, I'm going to find a track to play from them next week or the week after. These guys were like the uh, bridge for guitar players. You know, like uh, Frashanti was originally going to join uh, Thelonious Monster, and then the the Red Hot Chili Peppers heard him play, and so he never he, he was in the band for like three hours. Okay, nice. so the guy who took over for him, I can't remember his name, in Thelonious Monster, then went over to replace Frashanti in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. These guys are, you know, it's like Congress being a stepping stone to lobbying. Yeah. Thelonious Monster, stepping stone to the Red Hot Chili Peppers for guitar players. So I went through a lot of that. I also, you know, this week I listened to a lot of uh, The Police, early police. Well, that's one. That's the police I like. Yeah. You know, Zenyatta Madonna, Regatta de Blanc, Alondos yeah. Demore, yeah. um, what was it, Ghost in the Machine, everything right. prior yeah. to synchronicity, uh, basically. Amen. Amen. Prior to synchronicity. Was, and and I'll tell you, Ghost in the Machine also really isn't as good, but their second two. The first album's good, it's the second two. Zenyatta Mandata, yeah. Outlandos D'Amore, mm-hmm. okay, or Regatta, whatever the second two are. Uh, those two albums, yeah. are. I, I had forgotten how good they were. Yeah. How good. Very raw. Raw. Very they were, they were yeah. fresh. Crunchy. I remember in high school, everybody had those albums. Everybody yep. owned the police albums. And I remember being sick of them. And now, I haven't heard them in years. All you end up hearing is this really crappy stuff that Sting does. No, I, I, thank you. And, and it was, it started with synchronicity because, you know, Ghost of the Machine had good songs. The songs that were good were good. Were good. They just weren't like, it wasn't wall to wall good. Like, it wasn't wall to wall. The other were. thing was, by then they were so big that everything got played on the radio. No, they, they were they were ska punk, you know. Can't stand losing you. Yeah, but I'll tell you, the thing that stood out to me because I listened to probably at least half a dozen tracks, and what stood out to me was how great the beat section of that was. Yeah. Sting on bass, and particularly one of my favorite drummers, Stuart Copeland. Yeah. One of my he's in my top ten. He he drums. He, he shows in, up to work. He yeah. is in my top ten. I found a fantastic clip of. Stuart Copeland and Stanley Clark live. I posted it this week and mentioned to all my drummer fans. I said, you're welcome. You know, I didn't say you're going to thank me. I know they're going to thank me for that clip. And sure as the sun rises in the east, they did. They were like, dude, these guys are animals. And they are. They're, they're great. So I went through that. I went to Brian Ferry. What else? I'm trying to think of what else I listened to so you get a taste of what's coming up next. You know what? Surprise, surprise. That's what it's going to be because I'm going to come back next week and try and do the exact same thing again except just a little bit better. I had a great time. We've got a three-song, well, a two-song set with a little a little yeah, thing. In an be- interlude. A little interlude in there. So you want to stick around right to the end. Coming up right now, I've got a song I stumbled across. I don't know how. A guy named Zamali. He is a DJ from Belgium, and he has put out some couple of interesting tracks. This one jumped out at me um, just because of its groovaliciousness. It's funk groove. It's got a it's got a great beat, and you dance to it, according to Don Cornelius from the Grave. No, and no, no, no. Uh, I've got that. And the final song I'm playing. I did Bob Marley last week. Yo, let's go younger generation. I found something from Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers. One bright day from uh, from the album of the same name that came out in uh, 88, 89. I think 89. I have it written down here. Hang on. 89. Indeed. 
Nice to know my brain hasn't been completely fried by all the funk groove I've been listening to today. It's outstanding. Hey, man. Good show. Right back at you. There you go, baby. As always, every show centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody who is tuned in, tuned in here in America and around the world. As always, from the Groovathon, from myself and Los Georges. Shaft! It's aloha and peace. Happy birthday. Good night, Ma.
this through your head, you Jew motherfucker, you. You only exist out here because of me. That's the only reason. Without me, you... Personally, every fucking wise guy still around, I'll take a piece of your fucking Jew ass. Then where are you gonna go? Your fucking warrant don't ever go over my fucking head again, you motherfucker, you.
Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com.